Welcome back, listeners. Today I interview Victoria Adams. Victoria is the Vice President of Programs at New Orleans Business Alliance and the Executive Director of 50 Forward. As the Executive Director of 50 Forward, she has helped nurture and facilitate professional and personal growth for young professionals in the greater New Orleans area. 50 Forward is a nonprofit collaborative initiative founded in 2008 with a mission to keep talented young professionals in New Orleans. Thank you for listening, and if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a review for the Follow the Hummingbird podcast. Enjoy. Thank you so much for being here. I knew about 50 Forward when I first moved down, but I've only been to one event, and it was the uh, the one at Subo or uh, Sobu Bar. Uh, and it, it really left a solid impression on me, and I'm excited to be involved with the organizations. I was hoping you could tell me about how you first found 50 Forward and the mission that it was built upon. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I'm currently executive director of 50 Forward, but I've had a relationship with the organization for quite some time. Um, 50 Forward was founded in 2008, um, a few years after Hurricane Katrina, and at a moment when the city was rebuilding and starting to grow again, and we had an influx of young talent that was occurring, um, and that was both new and native talent. So native New Orleanians were coming back home and picking up lives. Many of those folks were young professionals who were embarking on new careers. Uh, but we also were seeing young people from cities all across America moving to New Orleans, um, or really all across the globe, quite frankly, moving to New Orleans. And 50 Florida was founded um, as a means to retain that talent, as a means to um, ensure that we were able to keep those folks here, that we were able to keep them engaged, connect them to jobs, and ultimately connect them to each other. My first interaction with Five Board actually came back at um, around its founding. Um, I worked at the ID Village at the time, which is another local nonprofit that focuses on startup ventures. Um, and the ID Village is actually the first place that Five Forward was incubated. So the Initial uh, executive director, the original executive director, Jessica, um, was essentially my coworker at that point in time. Uh, we were both in the trenches building out programs and um, trying to bring resources to this community. I was focused on entrepreneurs and she was focused on young professionals, but we actually worked very closely together. And I was able to see from the beginning the impact that the initiative would have. The organization continued to grow. Eventually, they moved out of the idea village and um, we're incubated in a couple other places, but was always sort of close with the programs, always had an engaged um, sort of eye towards what they were doing and continue to attend the events as a young professional myself. Um, so two executive directors later, um, I'm now in this role, and it's pretty exciting to see 10 years later that the organization is still having incredible impact. There is still a lot of work to do to ensure that New Orleans is a place where young professionals can stay, grow, and thrive. So has the mission sort of shifted now as New Orleans has become this real core of young entrepreneurs, and I believe it's one of the leading cities for startups, has it really reached a new point of retention and even uh, reaching out and encouraging new entrepreneurs to come to the city? Sure. So our mission has not changed. Our mission is still to retain young professional talent in greater New Orleans. But I think the way we're executing against that mission has evolved to um, match the current needs of the city. Um, as you just stated, entrepreneurship has become such a big part of our um, economic pie, so to speak, in the city. And young people are definitely a large part of that. And so whereas previously we were sort of ensuring that people had connectivity to new jobs, now it's really about connectivity to resources and connectivity to networks. Um, so we very much so are still working to ensure that young professionals have access to jobs, good jobs, 
high paying jobs, high wage jobs. Um, but we also are trying to ensure that they're properly resourced. So regardless of whether you are um, a mid-career professional who is sort of coming up the ranks of one of our larger organizations, or you're launching out on your own and converting that side hustle into a full-time gig, uh, we want to make sure we can be a resource for you. So now we have our professional development programs that we host. We have networking events that are targeted and industry-specific, that if you know you are working in a particular industry or seeking to start a company in a particular industry, you can come and uh, make connections you might not have access to otherwise. Uh, we also are constantly highlighting opportunities that young professionals may not be aware of, be that events, programs, or people who are willing to receive um, networking requests and coffee date requests from the broader young professional community. So we really view our role as being a connector, um, as a convener, and um, as something that is a collaborative resource that spans uh, the breadth and depth of industry and opportunity in the city. Have you faced any challenges with this organization of maintaining the excitement that entrepreneurs feel towards the city? Are you more selling the city or are you just selling these, you know what, forget the second part of that question. Let's just go, let's just go back to, uh, so what are some of the largest obstacles your organization <laughs> faces? Sure. So I think um, there are two obstacles in being very blunt. As a nonprofit initiative, fundraising is always something you're going to um, be focused on and be concerned about. And in a city like New Orleans, it does have a plethora of nonprofits that are doing great work. That, of course, is something you're always going to think about as an executive director. Um, but I would say the bigger problem or the bigger challenge that we face is, quite frankly, just the vastness of the work that could be done. Um, you know, we are a small operation uh, with a you know, small set of crew members who are doing incredible work and working far beyond their capacity. Um, but we are a small group, and there's only so much that we can do and do well. And so as the executive director, I'm constantly having to assess um, where our impact is going to be made and what we're going to focus on today or this quarter or this year. And inevitably, that means that there are certain things that we aren't going to do, even though they might be good things for us to do. Um, and so that trade-off is probably the biggest obstacle, and it's something that I face literally on a daily basis when I'm looking at my personal to-do list. Um, so those two things combined, I think, are the things that we continue to struggle with. Um, but as it relates to sort of the opportunities that exist in the city, the, the new focus on entrepreneurship, the development of our community as a tech hub, um, the emergence of bio as a strong sector, um, the ed tech activity that's happened in the last decade, all of those things for us are wins. They make our, our work more dynamic. Um, they, you touched a little bit on us having to sell the city. We are in some ways selling the city for folks who might be moving here, but really, um, I think the more important thing that we're selling is access and connections, and that goes both for the young professionals who want access to career opportunities, to professional development, to network building opportunities, but also for the employers who want to hire great talent that is committed to being here, and that will positively contribute to their organizations. Um, so both of those are viewed as opportunities and not so much challenges. I love it, because as someone who's relatively new down here, uh, one of the real strengths of the city's uh, professional sector is people are just so open to meeting you without any agenda. You don't have to go out constantly looking for a close or constantly looking for leads. You can go out just trying to, I don't know, boil the water a little bit, invite a new colleague out to coffee and 
not necessarily be looking for business, but then in four or five months from now, they're in your network, and if something pops up, they either make a nice referral source to, for you, or they make a great strategic partner for you in bringing an event to life. So I really love the fact that your organization focuses on this community building side of things. No, you're absolutely right. I am not originally from New Orleans. I was born and raised in Miami, Florida, but have been here Oh, goodness, maybe 14 years as of this year. Um, and unlike any other place I've ever spent time, people are so willing to open their doors to you here, so willing to have the coffee date, to connect you to someone who may be of value to you, to share expertise, to aid you in what you're working on. And I think that's a remarkable aspect of our community. And quite frankly, it's something that makes my job easier, that cultural willingness that we have to embrace and to welcome with open arms. It really is something that, um, culturally speaking, is a strong asset for our city. It really does feel like it's a giving city. It really does feel like it's a city of uh, potential friends, I want to say. Every, everyone just seems so happy to help someone else if it means just they get to stay here a little longer and take in how wonderful this is as a place to not only start a business, but to live and start a family. So you said that your team. Absolutely. So you said that your team is small and relatively nimble. I'm cu I'm curious. What so for one, how large is your uh, team, and what sort of limitations does that put on you? Sure. So we have um, a total of four team members. Um, two that are more marketing focused, and one that is more programmatic focused, and then myself. Um, and yes, we're we're incredibly nimble. We all wear many different hats. Um, and are operating in many different capacities on a daily basis. Um, what is awesome about that is that everyone is deeply passionate about this city, and we're all young professionals as well, and so we understand the needs and the challenges because we are living and breathing them on a daily basis, um, but we also are incentivized, therefore, to solve those problems and challenges and to be a resource for other folks that may not have as much access as we do. Um, so... In many ways, we are sort of constantly coming together to think about new resources we can offer, think about new ways we can communicate um, opportunities or even issues, quite frankly, that young professionals should be aware of. Um, in some ways, having a small team is nice because we are more agile than we might be with a larger group of folks. Um, so it does present its challenges because obviously fewer hands means there's just not as much work that can get done, but it has been enough to get the work done so far. I think it's interesting that you have a team of four. So you obviously have the ED, then you have programs and two marketers that uh, of a team of four, two are exclusively focused on getting the brand out there. What's branding been like for your company? What have you found has been the most uh, impactful way that you've gotten your logo and name out there? Well, it's, it's funny that you touch on that because I would say they spend the vast majority of their time not so much um, marketing our brand, not so much spreading the, the good word about 504 Forward, but really spreading the good word about opportunities in the city. Um, and so we really view 504 Forward as a amplifier, a mouthpiece, um, so to speak, to um, ensure that young professionals are tapped into um, either good news coming out of the city, opportunities they may qualify for, jobs they might be interested in, events they might want to attend. Um, so we constantly have actually other businesses wanting to work with us because of the quality of our marketing um, and because of the quality of the reach that we have. And so across all of our social media platforms, we have somewhere around 30,000 followers, uh, most of whom are local New Orleanians who are tapped in, which is sort of unique. Um, we have a very dynamic newsletter that goes out once a week that has super high open rate, um, 10,000 plus locals who are on it, 20 markets. 
Um, and so we really are constantly pushing out information. And because that information is valuable, that's how we've actually grown the brand. So we do very little things that are, very few things that are self-promotional and that are just driving attention and awareness to the organization as nonprofit initiatives. The vast majority of what we're doing is spreading the good word about opportunities for young professionals in New Orleans. And by doing that well, the other pieces um, come a bit easier. You sound like an incredibly high-end piece of fashion. The better you make other people look... <laughs> Exactly. The better you make other people look, the better it is for your brand. Yes, yes. That that's that's absolutely on par with my my theory of marketing. So you're basically, you know, the Louis Vuitton of New Orleans. Yes, I'll take it. How how has the programming been shifting now with the the I don't know almost seasonal and cyclical growth of new people coming to the city? Because New Orleans has become a city of reception now. People are moving here for jobs and opportunities. So how has your programming shifted with that um, incoming flow? Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, One thing that I think has shifted is that our overall audience is a little older than it used to be. Um, So just the needs of that group, it looks different. Um, So when you go back to our foundings, we had a number of folks who were maybe just a couple years out of college. Um, and now we see the vast majority of members of our audience, they've, you know, gone through a couple years within one job. They're sort of settled into a career path. They have a very clear, um, trajectory for where they like to see themselves. They might be interested in owning a house. They might be, um, actually pursuing, uh, raising funding for a startup venture. And so the needs of, um, the expertise and resources, um, that list of needs looks vastly different than the list of needs did in the early, two, well, 2008, 2009, 2010 era. Um, and so our program really has shifted in response to that need. Um, we are shifting to um, make sure that we're hitting the pain points for our audience. We also are shifting to ensure that our list of partners actually aligns with those needs as well. So we aren't always the resource or the expert if you will, across all the different factors of what a young special might need. And so we're constantly pursuing partnerships with other companies um, who will be able to fill in those gaps. Um, so some of the local financial institutions, for example, offer first-time home buyer classes, seeking those out since we know that's something that's a priority uh, for many of our audience members and a priority for most young professionals in the city at some point in time. Um, we are seeking out opportunities to further personal brands because Brand building, particularly when you think about digital presence online, um, is something that really wasn't as, as relevant in 2008 versus 2019. Um, we do a lot more on social media than we did 10 years ago. Um, so we have had to sort of evolve with the time and evolve with the needs, um, which also means we kind of have to keep our finger on the pulse of where the conversation is headed and what the issues are. Even, I think, you know, as an organization that's been around now for 10 years, um, turning a strong eye to equity and looking at our own audience and figuring out who's represented and who isn't, um, and how can we do a better job to ensure that uh, we are an organization that is reflective of the actual young professional community here, and we're meeting the full needs of that community and not just a piece of that community. So we're continually trying to um, keep our finger on the pulse to sort of test the waters and make sure that everything we're doing is actually meeting the needs of right now. So would you say that your organization's long-term strategies have been proactively reactive, as in you aren't 
comfortable or large enough to shape the needs of the community, but you are very aggressive in pursuing the trends of the needs so you can be there and be there quickly with what you feel the community's needs or demands. Yes, that's absolutely right. We want to remain nimble enough where we can respond quickly, but we also aren't large enough, as you said, to actually influence the trends or the needs. Uh, we want to make sure that we're in a position where we can be reactive and be reactive quickly. Give or take, do you do you know how many uh, people are in this community or somewhat active in the 504 Word Network? So sure. So we have about 10,000 locals who are a part of the community and are actively engaged. Um, but I saw an interesting stat recently. Um, there was a report that came out. It was done by um, an organization called MC, um, and they found out that nearly 24% of the workforce in New Orleans is comprised of millennials, and that's only expected to grow based on all of the trends um, and data showing that folks are continuing to move here and continuing to stay. Um, and so when you think about almost a quarter of our workforce is comprised of people who are uh, between the ages, this study at least is looking at between the ages of 25 and 34, if you bring that down to 21, that's even more. Um, people that are comprising the local workforce, I think the influence of that group is going to continue to grow, and that means that 504 will continue to have a role to play. Um, so I would anticipate our audience continuing to grow, that engagement level continuing to grow, and as long as we can remain nimble and ensure that we are meeting the needs of that community, I think we have a, a strong, success, uh, strong recipe for success. So, so far, the community that you've put together has been pretty receptive in giving feedback and letting you know where their future preferences are? Yes, well, and that's something that we actually seek out. Uh, so we do uh, survey our membership fairly regularly, uh, both following events, but also um, annually to understand uh, demographic information about them. Um, you know, are they homeowners? Are they interested in homeownership? Are they renting? Are they new? Are they native? Do they go to school here? Do they not go to school here? What brought them to the city? What industry do they work in? What would they like to see more of from us? What would they like to see less of from us? Um, we do ask those questions because we genuinely want the feedback and we want to be able to make data-driven decisions about our business. So, um, I think our audience tends to be very vocal about what they like and what they don't like or what they would like to see in the future. Um, and I think they've, they've developed a relationship with us so they know that we're going to actually um, respond to things and that they will see us implementing those changes on a regular basis. Um, so, yeah, we very much see willingness from them and they see willingness from us to implement. So, based on the feedback you've been receiving, uh, where do you see 504 Word growing for the rest of 2019 and the start of 2020? That is a great question. Um, so there are two things that we've sort of heard loud and clear from um, the young professional user base. One, I think they are interested in hearing news about each other, actually. I think there is this perception that people in the city are doing exciting things. They don't know what they are and don't know who they are. And so they want us to actually create more content that highlights that, actually a platform to showcase the talent that exists in the young professional community. So we will be building out um, a social media strategy that will feature, um, you know, some deep dives into the careers of some highly successful young professionals and, um, you know, a peek into the daily lives of 
some of our young entrepreneurs who are moving and shaking locally. So we'll be doing some of that. Um, but we also have heard very strongly that people are seeking professional development that is targeted uh, for where they're at in their careers, which once again, most of our audience is, you know, a couple years away from school, has been in their career for a while, and has a stronger sense of what they want to get um, out of life, both personally and professionally. Um, and so we will be developing a suite of programs that will really be in response to that. Um, and some of those things will be professional skill set building, and some of them will also be personal skill set building. Um, so we are going to be developing some of those in-house, and some of those will be as a result of partnership strategies. Um, and those two things are the things we've heard most regularly. Um, and the things we'll continue to do, because people like them and believe they're working, are the networking events, um, the touch points that we schedule that are industry-specific or that are providing sort of access to more exclusive communities. We will continue to do those things, and those things, I think, are continuing to um, fit a need for the audience and fit an interest for the audience. I, uh, I officially take back my comment on you being like a Louis Vuitton bag. It's very clear you're more like Mary Poppins's bag because you just have everything coming <laughs> out of there to help the community. Oh, I like that so much better. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. You're, you're, you're way too useful just to be an article of clothing. You give so much. <laughs> what I really love about 504 Forward, though, is how you reflect the community so well. As we said before, you, you are proactive in getting responses, but you're very reactive to the needs that you see in the community. So if anyone wants to see what New Orleans' entrepreneurial community is like, all they have to do is look at the services that you're providing, and they're like, okay, professionals between this age and this age have priorities in uh, this, this, and this. Um, and I, I think that's just fantastic and actually really cool. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry I had to resort to really cool after that little spiel. I, I know I was on a bit of a roll there, but I couldn't think of a better word to say than cool. <laughs> I mean, you know, sometimes it's all you need to say. I'm happy you think we're really cool. <laughs> well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a very proud member of it. I, I talk to people all the time about it. I have my visor still from the last event, and I have worn it out Love it. while walking my dog. <laughs> Perfect. And um, I guess just before we sign off, maybe let anyone listening who has heard of you but hasn't reached out, uh, how they could get involved in the community. Absolutely. Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, we do send out a once-weekly newsletter with the latest and greatest of what you should be doing as a young professional in the city of New Orleans. So you can sign up for our newsletter, visit our website at 504.com, and make sure you follow us on social media. Um, every single day, we are posting a hot job that was just posted in the city on Twitter. So we're at 504Word. It's 504WARD. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. And stay tuned for our upcoming events. We host one at least once, once a month, and we hope to see you there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a moment and thank you so much for listening to our show. Really, thank you so much. Your support truly means the world. If you like this podcast, please leave us a review. And if you're not already subscribed, you can find us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and Stitcher.